Welcome to the Revitalize Podcast, a podcast where we have conversations to help you experience emotional, spiritual, and physical wellness as you lead at your church, your business, or in your life. Here are your hosts, Danielle and Kevin. Welcome back to the Revitalized Podcast. We're so glad to have you joining us again. This is episode 11. 11. I love the double digits. <laughs> and you're here with uh, Kevin and Danielle Presso, and we're just so glad to be able to be hosting you and our guest today. Mm-hmm. And do you want to tell us a bit about our, our guest, Kevin? Yeah, absolutely. So our guest today is uh, Reverend Dr. Devin McDonald, and I got introduced to Devin um, through a mutual pastor friend well it's actually a family member of his because uh his wife is my friend's wife's sister yeah that's the relationship okay and so i got in touch with him talking about the physical wellness journey like and, and i've shared in past podcasts about my journey and my health journey that i've been on and when i was telling my journey to a friend of mine another pastor he was like you need to talk to Devin because he is really 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 into physical wellness and how so like that putting impacts. putting your journey to shame a little bit big time <laughs> no no big shame time, no right? shame here exactly no shame for those who are in christ <laughs> jesus right that's right right so devin has been married to his wife heather since 2006 they have three small children he is a senior pastor out in london ontario canada uh, he has his undergrad in old testament narrative criticism uh, he, he's published a book as well um, from his uh, from his dissertation in the book of Mark that he had done. And uh, he's just a really great guy. And I have so enjoyed getting to know him and how his physical journey has impacted his spiritual walk with God, how it's impacted his mental health and how his physical wellness has impacted his leadership. Uh, in his home as a husband and father and Amazing, as well isn't it? as a pastor. Yeah, how these areas all have this overflow impact. Absolutely. And, you know, like yeah. just because his journey over these last few years has been more specific about his physical wellness, there's been so many other areas that have been benefiting because of it. And Ex- so that's really interesting to hear. Exactly. So now let's just turn it over to our interview with Devin McDonald. Awesome. So as we said in the introduction, I am just really excited to have Devin joining us today. So thank you so much, Devin, for taking some time out of your busy schedule uh, as a pastor. We know how how busy ministry can be sometimes, so we really appreciate you being on the podcast with us. Oh, guys, it's my pleasure. My pleasure. Happy to be here. Great. Yeah, and Devin, Kevin has been so excited because he, as you know, he's been on a physical fitness journey himself and definitely watching what you've been doing on on Facebook and really both encouraged and fascinated (laughs) by some of the things that you've been up to. So we're really, we're really interested to to hear what you, what you've been up to, but not only in the physical, but also um, whether it be, you know, overlap in the spiritual and the emotional whatever however this uh whole journey that you've been on has has been affecting you right yeah so i initially like i mean i've seen devin at you know at our denominational conferences and meetings and things like that over the years and you know and and we kind of know mutual people so that how i got connected with devin through the physical wellness journey was through a friend of mine richard pastor richard who's in, in pembroke at you know calvary baptist there i think like you're related to him aren't you in a way or married yeah, in he's, somehow he's my... He's my, I would say he's my brother-in-law, but technically he's my wife's right. uh, brother-in-law. So his yeah. wife and your wife are sisters. 
That's right. Okay, so there, so, so, so. See, you said you're not very good at this stuff, putting all the pieces together. Well done. Yeah, no, you're the expert in those family <laughs> I think, stuff. I think he's my second cousin three times removed. Oh, nice. right. And, so. and brother in Christ. <laughs> right, and so I had had a great conversation with Richard, because mm-hmm. him and I were both sharing our own personal mental health struggles, and, and what we've been doing, and how God has been working in our own mental health journeys, you know, we were talking about that, and then he said, you really got to talk to Devin. Because he's really into this, like, wellness, like the physical wellness and how that interrelates to the mental you know, uh, wellness as well. So that was when I was like, okay, so I kind of, you know, with with much fear and trepidation, reached out to some, ex, you know, reached out to Devin and kind of say, hey, would you be you're willing to chat with this? I so appreciated your openness and, <laughs> to do so. And maybe actually, Devin, could you take us back? Like, have you always been, you know, had wellness as a big priority for you? Has that been a thing for you or has that changed somewhere along the way? That changed somewhere along the way. So I uh, was a skinny beanpole like kid up until puberty. Okay. Played a bunch of sports, and then something happened around 12 years old. I don't know what it was, uh, but I basically doubled my weight in a year. I went from like 70 to 140. Oh, wow. And then uh, a lot of that was pretty soft mass. Mm. Okay. And in high school, I peaked at something like 240, 245. Wow, high school. Right. So uh, I still was active in sports, but – Definitely was something that I was insecure about, that I was frustrated about. Um, when I was a teenager, actually, my father uh, was a he was a prison guard and got connected with like a semi pro, like a professional bodybuilder, and he got really into weights and fitness. Oh. And so I watched uh, basically as I got heavier and heavier, my father getting you know more and more jacked, and you know oh, my wow. friends would make comments and be like, oh, he's huge and you know, it was cool that my dad was big, but um, just after it was in grade 12, I didn't make a hockey team that I was hoping to make. Okay. And so I had nothing else on the go that year. And I kind of, I kind of got to the point where it's like, I've had enough of, of being teased about it or being insecure about it. Um, I'm going to do what I can. And so I slowly got into um, the gym, like weight training and some, some cardio training, didn't have a clue what I was doing. Right. Um, you know, like in a, in a scientific and, and, and precision sense, but, uh, and, and just always enjoyed it because my dad was active in the gym. I felt comfortable going to a gym and doing, you know, the majority of exercises and so forth, but never really saw the results that I wanted to see. Mm-hmm, um, right. Just after high school, I lost something like 30 pounds, mm. maybe. Um, and that was just through, um, you know, like caloric restriction, basically just limiting my, my calories and right. being active. But about, I would say about five years ago, mm-hmm. I kind of got to a point where I was like, I'm working out fairly regularly and consistently, right? but I'm not seeing results like I think I should. Mm-hmm. And I want to understand the science behind this because the problem is when you get something like a a men's health magazine, right? And they offer you know, or like women's health magazine, it is just filled with utter insanity and garbage. Right. Uh, Starve yourself to, and you'll look good for the beach. <laughs> they're, always, they're always trying to come up with something that's brand new. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so um, I found a, a resource that was a few resources that were really helpful in explaining the science behind it. 
And that's when I really devoted myself. And around the same time, I got a home gym. Mm -hmm. So I canceled my gym membership, built my, converted my garage. And Hmm. uh, about two years ago, my wife got into it, read the book, got really into it. And so her and I now really enjoy it together. Okay. Um, Cool. and, And I would say that my journey to fitness has two underlying components. And these dawned on me recently. The first is, I don't think I have terrific genetics. I'm not okay. one of those people that has naturally just sleeps amazing, naturally that just has en- boundless energy, who right. always stays trim. Um, so I feel like part of my journey to wellness has been compensating for average genetics. Mm-hmm. And the other one, it dawned on me recently, the other one is, I'm just waiting for the resurrection. There you go, you right. Know, <laughs> That's actually what this is. I want, I don't want to be tired. I don't, yep. you know, I don't want sore knees or, you know, whatever it be. And so it's like, mm-hmm. I'll do what I can in this life with my eyes on the resurrection. Wow. That's right. That. Yeah, wow. yeah. When you get that perfect body then and then everything, yeah. taking no more pain, no more suffering, no more back pain, no yeah. more knee joints, but no more arthritis. Yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting, right? Because a lot of Christians yeah. and Christian leaders would say, I'm waiting for the resurrection, so therefore, whatever happens to this body now, oh well. So, so how? Can, do, yeah, yeah, so I can storm the Baptist buffet. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know. So what would you have to say to that when it comes to the flip side? Like you have a really positive way of looking at it. Yeah, I think you know I heard somebody say once, and it was probably in a non-Christian context. And so, yeah, of course you can deconstruct it and come up with all the problems theologically. Right. But in a very real sense you are your body in the sense that everything you experience, every thought you have, uh, every impulse, desire, inkling, it all comes from a, ultimately from a a physical standpoint. Obviously you have in the Christian context, Mm -hmm. the relationship between the material and the immaterial. Mm -hmm. But um, like in my experience, if I'm not sleeping well, if I don't have good sleep hygiene and sleep practices, if I'm not physically active, if I'm not, you know, I, there's nothing that I won't eat other than foods I don't like. There's nothing mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm not, you know, one of those kinds of people uh, who right. are very militant in their diet. But when I'm eating gratuitously, if I'm eating out of a sense of comfort or just just to pound calories back mindlessly, mm-hmm. I don't feel as good. And then the trickle down effects into my spiritual life, right, um, and into my mental health are are really significant. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I would if somebody said, you know, in the resurrection I'll have a perfect body. I think it's an issue of stewardship, mm-hmm. right? Right. Okay, yeah. we, we we will have you know the infinite riches of Christ in eternity. Right. So does that mean that we can just be willy nilly with our finances here on earth? Well, of course not. We're mm-hmm. stewards. Yeah. And so I think it's important that we steward our physical body, um, mm-hmm. just like the rest of our uh, resources that God gives us. Right. Okay. Great. Yeah. So, so when you said, so you started doing all this different research and, you know, and you see some things were fluff and some, and then you found, you, you, you mentioned a book, you know, mm-hmm. so, so what was that first thing that really kind of gripped you in, in, sure. in that? I think as I was doing my research and reading and trying to find out like the science behind it and what's proven and what's not. Right. Uh, I came to the realization that any book, any resource, any diet, uh, any approach to fitness that that promotes a secret yeah. is wrong. <laughs> right? Interesting. Because this stuff has been settled. 
Like there are scientific, there are numerous scientific studies right. by medical journals, by nutritional journals, by um, uh, like um, physiology and physical fitness um, uh, journals. There's no mystery. The problem is it's not that attractive. You know? <laughs> so it depends, it depends right. on your goals very much, right? Yeah. So I think when you think and you discuss and you set goals around fitness, being precise with your goals is really important. Mm-hmm. So, right. you know, if, if, if you're vain, maybe like me and you're like, I, I actually want to be stronger. Sure. Right? I, I yeah. like going, then you need to eat and train a certain way. Right. If you're thinking, you know, I want to be, I want to run a marathon. Well, then you need to eat and train a specific way. Mm-hmm. And as you're doing your research, anything that pitches like a shortcut or a secret is, is garbage. Right. Because this stuff is settled. And the problem is because it's settled, how are you going to sell magazines each week, each month? Well, you got to come up with a new secret to add an inch on your biceps in five weeks. Right. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Four weeks to perfect book. abs and all yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah right? exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it just, it, it disgusts me like the amount of stuff that you see at the, um, the grocery store and the magazines, or you see, you know, ads on Facebook that will say, you know, do these exercises to, to shed belly fat. Right. Yeah. And it's like, that's not, that's not how the body works. Mm-hmm. You can't target spot, reduce body fat. It just doesn't work that way. And so yeah, I was very I came, disappointed when I learned that because <laughs> yeah. I have these love handles that I've been trying to get rid of for like seven years. It's like, yeah. what? You can't target that. It's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the, the only thing you can do is, is eat in a caloric restriction for yeah. a long enough time. And then those stubborn areas will be probably the last to go. And, Yep. And it's difficult, but the book, the book that I really enjoyed, and it's a, it's a entry level bodybuilding kind of uh, book and it covers the nutritional con. So like, what is a carbohydrate? What is a protein? Right. What is fat? And how many gram, like how many calories are in a gram of fat? How many calories are in a gram of protein? And then how do you adjust your diet and mm-hmm. your caloric intake based on your goals? Uh, and it was called uh I think the the men's version was bigger, leaner, stronger by Mike Matthews. Um, And so there is nothing new. I didn't learn anything new in the book, but what the book did was it convinced me scientifically. Mm -hmm. It convinced me intellectually so that when I put it into practice, I had confidence that I was doing the right thing. And and that prevented me from getting frustrated or anxious or angry or losing steam because it made sense. It really yeah. did make sense. Okay. Great. So my yeah. wife read the, the women's version of that and implemented it. And she's a, she's a powerhouse. I mean, she squats and deadlifts way above her weight. Wow. And, way to uh, go. She, she really enjoys it. And it's, it's just as a little aside, it's funny. We have a garage gym. And so in the summer we put the garage door up and work out in the mornings. I don't really like working out in the mornings often. Okay. So usually she's working out. And I'm sitting in a chair, drinking coffee, watching her work out in the morning. <laughs> and you have these neighbors walking I'm by walking every by, day. Like, What's wrong with like, this guy? <laughs> yeah, or like this is this. He must be some terrible husband, just sitting out there, like you know, you know, keep going, push for a couple more. But yeah, yeah, yeah. We we really enjoy that time together, and we we protect it. Um, awesome. And the kids know that you know if if we're lifting specifically, like in a lift, don't yeah. talk to us. You got to wait. Don't come on the platform. Right. Um, and we thoroughly enjoy that time together. So we get up real early and do that. 
Okay. That's great. That's really now, cool. the, one of the words that comes to mind, and you tell me how it has an impact for you, the word is discipline. And so, like you said before, you know, there might be the newest fad and the newest this, but really there's nothing new under the sun. And so can you talk to us about discipline and how it fits into both your kind of workout lifestyle, but then also, you know, your spiritual life as yeah. well? So I am a firm believer. It's funny. I did one science course in my undergrad and I did it on motivation mm-hmm. and uh, I focused on that for all of my, my term papers, but knowledge is linked to motivation. Mm-hmm. If you don't have confidence that what you're doing is going to yield results, it's very hard to stick with it mm-hmm. because right. you're kind of committing blind. And so, um, and this is, this is just part how God, God's hardwired me that I like to research mm-hmm. and I like to know. So, you know, with this, I, I took some specific time and, and research and people may think, Oh, it's overwhelming. And where do you start? You know, if you poke around enough and just Google enough, you will find like consistent themes that come up in consistent thinkers or leaders in, in the industry. There are, you know, there are some bizarre ones out there for sure, but right. um, you know, sometimes I podcast and listen and, um, sometimes there'll be a, you know, a thinker on or a physician or a, a trainer online. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think having the information and being convinced of the information is really important to the start of discipline. And I'm so glad, Danielle, that you use the word discipline and not motivation. Because mm-hmm. motivation's over overrated. <laughs> right? yeah. Like I, I'll have I, I will I will have people who will say, I don't know how you can do it, you know, work out all the time. And I'm like the amount of complaining that I do to my wife. Right. You know, when I'm working out, I'm like, I hate this. Well, you're right. drinking <laughs> coffee and you're saying, yeah, you keep going, but I don't want to do it. <laughs> That's right. You know, yeah, absolutely. And, it, you know, sometimes I enjoy it and I enjoy the moment. I enjoy, you know, the benefits and feeling better. Mm-hmm. But motivation is highly overrated. Um, motivation often follows discipline. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. so the discipline to me started with the knowledge. Okay. Do the research to be totally convinced. And the same yeah. with, you know, when it comes to your, so your health markers, right? If you're, mm-hmm. you're, uh, you know, you're pre-diabetic or you have your lipids panels are, 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 are off or, you know, you have high blood pressure, really being convinced that these exercises are going to yield actual real world results and right. impact your health and your longevity, being convinced intellectually is a big first step. Um, And then I think for me, what, what really helped was the home gym. Mm -hmm, So this was before COVID, right? This is before COVID, obviously prices weren't weren't extreme. So I sunk a couple grand into it. Okay. I've made up, I've made it up uh, from gym fees, you know, for the last three years. Yep. And I love it because I can go out, the kids can be playing in the driveway or down the sidewalk and I can bang out a quick 15 minute workout Yep. Um, you know, there's no commute. I can work out in whatever clothing I have available. Um, yep. I don't have to change, you know, I don't have to put on my gym, uh, my gym leggings, you know, and all that stuff. So I can just do it and it's quick and it's easy and it, and it's efficient and effective. I know that that's not feasible for everyone, but mm-hmm. even yep. a couple of kettlebells or, or something like that around the house can, can yield a lot of results. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I've talked to a lot of people like that too. Like, like 
in the DDPY fitness that I do, right? It's like you just need enough space for a mat and yeah. you use your body weight as the weight. Yeah. yeah and absolutely. so, you know, like you can start there. Like so many people, like if you've got enough space for a mat, then yeah. you can actually start, you know, so, so it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So for you, Devin, like what are the specifics that you're convinced of? Because I know you talked about like lifting and there may be other things when it comes to your workout routine. I don't know if you call it routine. It sounds like you're doing some, like, I don't know, (laughs) dancing. Sounds like we need to pick up the book. (laughs) Sounds like. So what are the, what are the specific things that need to be in your, um, week in order to be like that has convinced you that this is going to help me in all these ways that you've already listed yeah so uh, a big thing like i uh, referenced earlier is crystal clarity on your goal Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know and thinking so my workouts do change come the summertime Mm because it's nicer out yeah so today today just after lunch i did a whack of uh in the driveway when the kids were playing in the garden um skipping kettlebell swings and push-ups okay right so just get my heart rate as high as i can get it basically mm-hmm. right um, and uh but typically what i'll do is uh, a very you know maybe four to five to six days of lifting a week mm-hmm. and progressive overload so and a lot of compound movements so the compound movements are the big ones like squat deadlift and bench press and overhead press Mm-hmm. And then progressive overload is just each week, each month, trying to add a few pounds to the bar mm-hmm. uh, um, to the point that you can maintain perfect form, good form. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're not risking injury, but also so that um, you can experience hypertrophy, muscle hypertrophy, which is muscle growth. Right. Um, so I typically, I, I do those kinds of things. And I think when you get into fitness, what's fascinating is uh, you will start to see unique ways that you know god has made you that your genetics predispose you to do well in certain areas mm-hmm. right so there are some people and they are exceptional at like high intensity workouts okay right? so they can maintain a high energy output for a long time yeah they can they can go um a lot of endurance or a, like a, somebody who's just gifted runner based on yeah. their body mechanic the you know the length of their their legs and the cardiovascular system i really struggle with long distance cardio mm, like right. running specifically okay i find it horrifying right like like step one is total when i'm running step one is drudgery and duty and utter existential dread every <laughs> yeah. second, right? i think i'm yeah. with step, you i think this is the first really is the big connection that you and i are having <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I, terrified I of running unless there's a bear behind me right <laughs> yeah yeah. And even then, I'd go, give me a bike or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, if I see I'm the bear, not, I'm, I'm like, not geared that way. Yeah, my soul is prepared. I'm okay. So it's all yeah, good. Yeah, that's right. Just kneel down and pray. And yeah, that's anyway. So running's not your thing. That endurance is not your thing. Yeah. Like, so like I, you said, genetically. To, yeah, so I tend to do well with, with just lifting heavier weights. And so my lifts themselves are for my body weight. Like, like they're pretty good for my body weight and age. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because that's so, I enjoy doing it more. Of course. Because it just feels yeah. good to say, that's a that's a good number to lift in this way. And we do like friends. doing what we're good at, right? Like, it's yeah, that's that motivating in and of itself. Totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. So, yeah, I uh, one of the rhythms that we, both my wife and I do, um, 
specifically is we do track our our food intake um mm-hmm. yep. with good consistency okay so you know i spent the last four months um trying to put on weight so try eating a lot of food and lifting a lot um mm-hmm. and it was successful you know i think i put on like 20 pounds basically mm-hmm. um and now i'm in the process of trying to cut down a little bit so i'm eating at about a 500 calorie deficit okay i drop about a pound a week um and now i'm having to track my food more carefully so if i pulled up my phone right now i could tell you exactly how many calories i've had today right and um and people think that it's it's must be exhausting and it's hard if you're eating out every night of yes yeah but um you know we we eat the similar foods uh each week and so it's all saved in the phone and it's for, you know, 10, 12 weeks, we'll do that. But right. adequate protein is important. And then mm-hmm. um, making sure that you're not eating too many calories, that more calories than you're burning. Right. Yeah. And so what app do you use? Just out of curiosity, what do you use? Yeah, to I use um, MyFitnessPal. Okay. Yeah. You know, there's a Facebook group uh, called Macros Inc. Okay. Uh, and it is, it is huge. It's huge. And I think it's it's all based around this idea of tracking your macronutrients uh, and then your calories. But what's fascinating, I think, is that you can go on, in a, you know, as it shows up in your feed, and see, to be honest, incredibly inspiring transformations mm-hmm. that are real. Right. It's not out of a book, and you're like, I don't know who these people are and what they were taking, Yeah. you know, and yeah. how long this period was. But these are real people posting mm-hmm. incredible transformations. And what exactly is that macro nutrition or nutrients? So it's I I would think that the term refers to the broad um, refers to your macronutrients. So your intake of protein, carbohydrates, and fats. Okay. Mm-hmm. And maybe fiber um, and I don't know. Yeah, and that would be covered in probably under your carbs and everything uh-huh. like that. So basically, you have those three macronutrients mm-hmm. and. You can look through like a math. You can look at a mathematical equation or a, a um, what's it called, like a chart, basically, mm-hmm. and figure out based on your age, your gender, your height, and your weight, and your probably your body fat or fitness level, and then your activity level. Figure out how many calories a day you should be eating for your mm-hmm. goal. And if your goal is to lose, then you know you bump those down. But macros just refers to your macronutrients, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. people on there religiously track. For a duration of time and it's incredible it's mm. it's really beautiful it, yeah and you know and i i i keep subscribed to or keep following it only for the purpose of just seeing people's incredible transformations and, and their the joy right. on their faces you know oh, yeah yeah because well as that's much encouraging as we, right yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah and as much as we want to chalk it up as being like vanity yeah um there is something there is an aspect to it that it's 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 not vain to want to feel good about yourself or to no. you know I think there's there's a, a healthy self love yeah. that I think yeah. is important mm-hmm. to have right and yeah because one of the Facebook groups I'm in they do a thing called Face to Face Friday so every Friday people post two pictures kind of collaged together yeah. of when you started and where you are today right yeah. and it's just it's just it spurs one another on it just like you yeah. get suddenly seven you know seventy thousand cheerleaders 
yeah. of how great you're doing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, it's like everything, yeah. right? When you're doing it in community, when you have that accountability, uh, you talked about, you know, very specific goals, you know, all of those things are, are things that help us, right, to move the ball forward. And so, yeah, yeah I think they're all bits and pieces of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, so on this physical journey that you've been on, so you, you said you've been at it for about like really intensively for five years. Did I hear that correct? Or seven Four or years? five years, five really years. focused, yeah. Okay. And so in that wellness journey with your physical health, have you found that it's, it's spilled over and had an impact on your mental health or on your spiritual health as well? Yeah. So when I think about wellness, um, I recognize, you know, your question about wellness led me to answer specifically around uh, exercise and there's other aspects of mm-hmm. wellness in the physical realm. And so mm. um, when I think about the totality of my approach to wellness, um, I would, I would include things like, like breath work. So okay. focused, yep. intentional breathing. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, uh, and then cold therapy, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, which full confession. I mean, I have a deep freeze in my fridge that I've caulked that I fill up with water that comes on for two hours every night and that will keep the water at about four degrees Celsius, just above freezing. See, now, now you're I talking. Have... This was the fascinating part we were referring to <laughs> earlier. So, okay, tell us more about this big freezer that you go into. Yeah, so I have to confess, I've been lax on that because it's hard. It's hard for me in the winter, mm-hmm. right? Because I just feel more chilly already. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, but typically in the summer, in the spring, summer, and fall, the freezer in my garage is full. And sometimes after I, sometimes after I work out, um, usually not if I lift heavy, but if, if I'm just doing a lot of skipping and I'm sore and sweaty, I'll jump in there, um, for as long as I can. And the primary benefit of cold therapy, like uh, Andrew Huberman is a Stanford neuroscientist and ophthalmologist. Right. He's got a growing social media presence and the guy is legit researcher and he is huge on cold therapy. So if you want to, mm. anybody wants to look up the actual scientific benefits, mm-hmm. yeah, they are immense. The, the dopamine release of cold exposure rivals like some rivals cocaine or some illicit drugs. Wow. Like it's unbelievable. Wow. wow. So I find when I go into the cold or when I do cold showers and I've had periods where I'll go a month or two months doing exclusively cold showers. Okay. Uh, and if somebody's sitting there or you're like, I hate cold water. Yeah. So do yes. I, you just <laughs> incrementally get there. Right. You do right. build a tolerance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I found that I noticed a huge uptick in energy when I was doing it consistently. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, energy, energy throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, and then uh, a definitive, calming hmm. wow interesting because yeah uh, in huberman gets professor huberman dr huberman gets into the science of all of this and the, the vagus nerve and the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system i can't talk well on that sure but when you when you get in cold water and you get that like <gasps> kind of yeah. feeling yeah it's the same feeling it's the same physical response that you see little kids exhibit when they're almost hurt Mm. Or they're emotionally and they get they they can't talk and they're crying mm-hmm. and everything right. like that. Yes. It's yeah. it's too much adrenaline. Yeah. Right? And so when you're in cold therapy and you are forced to breathe through that and to calm mm. that part of your brain, yeah. You are you're learning how to most effectively in my like in my experience deal with stress. 
Yeah. So you can you calm yourself down through your breath work, through your your nervous system to not be like that fight or flight response mode. Mm-hmm. And man, I felt like a million bucks when I was doing a lot of cold therapy. Wow. Okay. Yeah. See, and that's fascinating because the last time you and I spoke was about cold therapy specifically. Yeah. And so I, I did it for about five days. And my confession is I haven't done it since because <laughs> yeah. it's a discipline. But it is it, – it's actually forced you to practice that type of breathing. Because I would have to take a, a deep breath in, like just fill my lungs right yeah. up, and then step into the water. Yeah. And then just slowly let the air out. Yeah. And then I'd step out of the water, take a deep breath in. Yeah. And it did make a huge difference. My my son is, I think, he's eight now. But when he was six, I was, two years ago, I was getting into the cold therapy. Uh-huh. And uh, he always runs hot. He's always just a sweaty little mess, right? Right. And he's like, can I, can I try? And uh-huh. that little that little tank can do it. He'll get in there with me. Wow. And he can breathe through it. And, like, obviously, you know, I'm his dad. And I, I protect him and, like, you of know, course. encourage him that you yep. don't have to do this to impress me and no, I'll yes. love you. But he, yeah. um, so sometimes when he's taking a shower, I will hear him go. <laughs> like, he turned oh, the cold doing? shower on. He turned it on cold. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So is that the biggest um, benefit of it? You talked about like reducing your stress level when it really should be like high and out of control and the adrenaline going like, is that, is, is that, it stress reduction and for your mental health or are there other? I think that, that's what I noticed. I mean, yeah. there, there are a, effects on like fat loss um there are effects on recovery mm-hmm. um of, of certain types of exercise i think the science is if you are trying to build big muscles don't jump in the cold shower after heavy lifts mm-hmm. right uh, because you want the inflammation to happen mm-hmm. so yeah nutrients and blood flow goes to the the body part but i felt like a million bucks when i was doing that okay um, and and then in my basement i have a very small um, infrared sauna as well. Now that's easy to use in the winter. That's yeah, easy yes. to use in the winter. Totally. Right? So <laughs> I go down there, turn that on. And a few times I have like taken, I've said to my wife, like, can I have like three hours? She's like, yeah, sure. So I pour myself like five big glasses of water, uh-huh. drink a whack of, drink a whack of pickle juice, just get some sodium in me. <laughs> wow. And then I, I alternate between the cold therapy for three to four minutes and then the sauna for 15 minutes. Yep. And I come out like just feeling like a million bucks skipping wow. on the cloud and right and uh, I, I love it. And the only problem is you got to change the water if you're all stinky and sweaty getting in the the. the oh, you mean the ice cubes the don't just take care of it and just get rid of <laughs> yeah, all the no, fungus? No, it doesn't. No, I used to have a I used to have a filter on it and it just didn't work and so I just changed the water now on occasion. Yeah. But, but so is that coupled with the breath work in the spiritual stuff, right? So mm, I think that's right. Because, you know, in First Timothy 4, I think it's verse 18, Paul says, you know, bodily exercise benefit yields some benefit. It does. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, obviously holiness has a lot more benefit for sure. Yep. But there is a benefit to this. And so mm-hmm. one thing is that I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I enjoy it as a hobby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I like researching and reading these things and being like, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to try this supplement or I'm going to try that. Um, right. And then secondly, I feel better. And I perform better hmm. in life when I'm doing this. Okay. So in um, other ways, even you perform better, like mentally, yes. you perform better in endurance or whatever, not being so tired, like all that kind of thing. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, 
with what I do, like being a pastor, it's knowledge work, right? Mm-hmm. So right. this yep. is largely where I sit and or stand. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm not on and I'm just sitting there kind of like, you can waste half a day. Mm-hmm. Oh, you yeah. think I didn't do anything today or I did in half a day. Yeah. What I could have done in 20 minutes if I was on fire. Mm-hmm. So yep. it's not about time management for me. It's about energy management. Yeah. So I love that. How I feel in, in any given moment is a, uh, it's really significant. Mm-hmm. So the I think definitely a better performance in work. Um, and the other big part is not having as many aches and pains. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. That's that's something surprisingly from from heavy lifting. Um, like I had a wicked, like piriformis kind of almost like a sciatica type thing mm-hmm. uh, that really bothered me for about a year. Wow. And it's it's. Um, almost totally gone now. It's manageable. It only hurts mm-hmm. if I'm sitting in an airplane in the same way for yeah, like seven Yeah, right. Hours. Just in one of those little chairs. You can't move <laughs> around. I get up and stretch a bit, but uh, it's totally remedied just That's from great. doing a whack of deadlifts. And mm-hmm. you think, well, you know, isn't that going to hurt your back? Well, no, not if you you got to strengthen it. And so mm-hmm. yep. physically feeling better, um, feeling more like just confident and then the, the performance in work and – you know, I, I mean, I would love to say like, oh, it makes me super spiritual. You know, life's, <laughs> life's not like that, you know? Right. Yep. Spiritual formation is a journey and yeah. yep. I enjoy this hobby and it makes me like work better, makes me be a better dad. Sure. I suppose. But sometimes I, sometimes I'll meet people and they're in terrible physical health. Mm-hmm. Right. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. But they're a stinking go-getter. Yeah. For some reason they've got, they've got more energy than I got. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? And so you're like, Hey, I just got to steward my body the best that I can. Um, mm-hmm. I enjoy it as a hobby because I can, I can kind of just focus mm-hmm. on it and get lost in it and, and kind of um, decompress right. a little bit. Yep. And I enjoy it a lot, even having it at home and having the kids around to witness it and participate and, mm-hmm. um, you know, just be involved in little unique ways and, and so it's a modeling even, for them, isn't it? Yeah. That that physical yeah. well-being, like how yeah. you're eating and tracking and yeah. exercising. And I think yeah. that will be a gift to them as well. Yeah. Just seeing yeah. mom and dad and and the benefits yeah. that it has. You know, my wife and I have even talked carefully about um, being intentional with the way that we speak about food consumption around mm-hmm. our children, lest we inadvertently encourage some form of an eating disorder later mm-hmm. on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And so, but we talk very positively about food. Mm-hmm. Right. There are seasons where I'm trying to pack on weight Yeah. and I'm like, daddy's going to eat everything. I will clear off every one of your plates. <laughs> yeah, right? If you're done, you let I'm, me know. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Are you going to eat the rest of that cheeseburger? Because uh, you're going to eat that, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, rather than just, you know, looking in a mirror and being like, oh, I'm, you know, t- negative self-talk. It's, right. It's, right. So in my wife specifically, we'll talk to our daughters and like, why do you, you know, why are you weighing your food, mom? It's like, because mom wants to have big muscles and be strong. You know, yeah. or like mom wants to, mom wants to feel good and have uh, energy for the kids. And so yep. we're ca- cautious about how we talk about it. That's mm-hmm. great. Even having the, the gym, there are times that, you know, my little guy will be like, dad, can I, um, can I watch a TV show? And I'm like, come do 20 push-ups and you can okay. <laughs> so he'll, he'll bang them out like just like that you know yeah yeah it's a, it's a ton of fun mm-hmm. oh, that's really cool that's mm. very cool now i think if i could say 
the wellness approach, what has impacted my spirituality the most? Yeah. Uh, it would definitely be the breath work. Right. Um, of just okay. calming things down. So whether it be before I pray, before I read my Bible, right. uh, even before I preach, mm-hmm. I will do some breathing exercises. Interesting. I mean, it sounds much, it sounds way more woo-woo than you think. Woo-woo, you mean about, like, like like new agey or? Yeah, kind of yeah. just like. Yeah. You know, but what is it? If it's not woo-woo, what is it for you? For me, it like it's calming the central nervous system. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, like, totally. Calming down so, so that I can be um, on point and whatever it is that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and who invented yeah. your breath anyway? Yeah, it's interesting. Right? Mm-hmm. How you think about uh, about the creation of man and woman and the role of breath in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, so, and the Holy Spirit and his work with the breath, yeah. you know? And we yeah. tend to think because we don't want to be new agey or woo-woo, we get a little scared about these things. Yeah, yeah. So for so you, you're I, just looking at the physiological benefits of calming yeah. your central nervous system down. So that can calm yeah. anybody down that's worried about the woo-woo. Yeah, even even with my kids, if they're having a moment and like really stressing out, yeah. Uh, okay. Take some breaths. Take, take some breaths. Breath. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and slow it, slow down a little bit. And mm-hmm. uh, even when I'm, I'm, I was hunting recently, uh, just, just after Christmas and a bunch of deer were running past and I'm pretty new to deer hunting and I was getting super excited and like, you know, <laughs> what they call like buck fever. Okay. Like, <laughs> kind of like, gonna get him, gonna get him, gonna get him. And I'm sitting there like, <laughs> kind <laughs> of do my do my breath work even even there and so sounds like you uh, don't get into anything just a little do you no no I mean, no no what's the point no, what's the point right <laughs> yeah um, yeah yeah so the, the breath work is really profound and um mm. and then even incorporating prayers into mm. that um or like meditation on a scripture verse mm-hmm. right um you, you hear of people who like um pastors i've had people say they come home from work at the end of the day and, and it takes them a long time to decompress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, well, you can go inside, hide yourself in your room and go on social media for 45 minutes, or you could probably do five minutes of breath work in your car yep. and really pray and focus on like, you know, uh, changing your uh, focus, mm-hmm. being present in the moment. What are you feeling? Calm yourself down so that you can be the dad and the husband that these kids and this wife needs and then enter the house that way. So it's a bit of a mic drop right there. Eh? I love that. <laughs> oh yeah. That's that's huge. Yeah. Huge, and, huge, and, huge. And do people like it's interesting. Where are people taught this? You know, when it comes to how to, you know, like turn turn your day off and come into the home life. Like I think yeah. that's such key. Yeah information right there. Yeah, I think the business world that went before I became a pastor, I worked in the computer industry for nearly 15 years and I had nearly an hour commute. Mm -hmm. I worked downtown Montreal and I lived in the suburbs. And so you automatically got a decompression time. Whereas a lot of pastors, a lot of Christian leaders, you work probably pretty close to your ministry or, or your church. You probably live pretty close the commutes are short. And for the last two years, we've most of us have been working from home or in some kind of capacity like that. Mm-hmm. So there's very little decompression. Yeah. So and we don't, don't learn. The, yeah. The technology, right, of always being connected and right. dis, being disconnected is difficult and requires like strategic steps to do so. And, mm-hmm. it, and breath work can be a part of that. Yeah. So breath work, meditating on scripture, praying instead of kind of scrolling for 45 minutes you're figuring you said you can get it done what in five (laughs) 
Yeah, I, I, I'm, thankfully, I don't really, my personality carries stress that much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can kind of just compartmentalize. Maybe if I hadn't been saved, I'd be a narcissist or a sociopath or something. But I can kind <laughs> of just, just, I can just leave that behind and not yeah, allow yeah. it to, to weigh right. on me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I, and this is this is me talking about my ideal practices. Yeah. Right. This mm-hmm. is yeah. not, this is not, I don't hit every one of these every day. Mm-hmm. Of course not. Yeah. Right. There are sometimes that I'm like, I'm way too cold for that or yeah. I don't have time for the sauna <laughs> Yeah. or I forget to do breath work or I'm like halfway through a workout and I'm like, this is stupid. I'm done. You yeah. Know, and walk yeah. Away. yeah. So this is, th- so these are all you're practices normal. that every day. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. good to know. A regular everyday person who's just trying to, you know, keep yeah. those practices going or, or top of mind so that you're yeah, yeah. doing the journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, right. it doesn't take a lot of time. My workouts are usually um, in a good day, 45 on average, maybe 35 because there's mm-hmm. no commute, there's no travel time. Right. I don't have to wait. Yeah. Yeah. Cold therapy is like three minutes and you're, you know, you're Losing and body you're done. Like. That's right. Um, yeah. The sauna is 20 minutes, but I often will audiobook or um okay. or yep. read. I have a a disgusting wrinkly Bible in the sauna because I'm you know I'll be reading it and just like sweating on it. And, it. Yeah. And so that Bible stays in that room to, that's right. to keep like, the contaminants in that room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and then breath work is is you know even three or four breaths uh, are right. helpful. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah. does does all of this um, play into you being a strong leader, would you say? And if so, how? How has it impacted your leadership? I think I think apart from being more energized mm-hmm. to accomplish and to, to work hard and to take ideas to the point of execution and, and follow through, um, my wife, we were, we were talking, you know, about, after about a year of her really getting into lifting, she has, she had no fitness background whatsoever. Right. Um, hmm. n- didn't grow up playing sports, a little bit of dance in college, but that was it. Yeah. Um, uh, um, and uh, she said basically like she found this profound sense of confidence that translated into everything to be like, mm. of course I can do that. I can do that. Or I could do that because I, I get up early and I squat, you know, 180 pounds, like yeah. just that, that sense of like, of accomplishment. Um, Tim Ferriss um, has a fascinating little book. I mean, I wouldn't start there, but a fascinating book called four hour body. Mm. Um, and he has this great quote in it that says that basically one of the benefits of working out is he says, imagine if you go to work and your boss chews you out and you get criticized and it's a hard day. And then you go to the gym and you set a personal record that you've done something that you've never done before. You can still chalk that day up as a success. Yeah. Right. You know, there's some, something like that. And it always, you know, stuck with me that this mm. is something that I can um, enjoy, that I can appreciate that has physical benefits. Um, and and it's also something that I do with my wife, and so it it's really connecting for us. It's a mm-hmm. hobby that we share, something we talk right. about. Yeah, um, we both value it and appreciate the other person's uh, investment in health, and so yeah, um, 
Yeah, I think I think a big part is the energy as a leader, the the sharper thinking, mm-hmm. and then just the not being hamstrung by you know preventable medical issues and, mm-hmm. and um, mm. low energy and and those kinds of things. Right. Cool. Yeah. So. Oh, that's really cool. No, I appreciate you sharing that, especially like I think that you know the, the common hobby with your wife, and I think it's yeah. so cool. And uh, yeah, I'm super proud of her. Super yeah. proud of her and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I love it. So, just out of curiosity, so what's your next goal when it comes to your physical wellness? Have you got a goal that you're aiming trying to reach right now, or you've got a a dream goal yeah, that you want to try I, to reach? Um, one is, and I can never get around to it. So, full confession, I I hate deadlifting. Um, okay. Which is I, there's I don't think there's any movement the human body can do that generates that much force or, or power. Yeah. So you do it, and then the heavier you go, the more taxing it is on your central nervous system. Right. So if I do three sets of heavy deadlifts, I'm I'm kind of done. Mm. Like I can't do anything else. I don't have my brain just really gets into a exhausted kind of mode. Uh-huh. Um, I would love to hit. There's a certain number that I'm chasing for that one. Okay. Um, if I can ever um, get around to it. Uh, hmm. but my biggest goal right now is, um, actual optimization in my energy levels. Okay. And so I want to feel the best that I can feel in this mm-hmm. season. So I came off of three months of eating everything I could. Mm-hmm. It's modestly enjoyable for a season, but it's hard to be like getting ready for bed and then being like, I need 400 more calories. <laughs> what am so I, I going to go downstairs? <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to. Yeah. Um, and then that just kind of I, I, it doesn't feel terrific for me. So this next season, uh-huh. my cardio is being up. Um, you know, my my steady state cardio, I'm increasing that. Um, I get blood tests fairly regularly. Okay. Um, um, and so tracking my lipids, my kidney function, liver function, those kinds of things. I have a handy uh, uh, a blood pressure monitor that I have in my office here. Okay, so you can just check I that check. yourself and just check that check regularly. That twice a week. Um, two to three times a week. So I'm just looking at some of those um, markers and just trying to uh, be the healthiest I can be and then be the um, most energized I can be. So it's stuff like, you know, with the Apple Watch, like resting heart rate, um, heart rate variability, HRV, um, and then blood pressure, and then my biomarkers on my blood tests. And so. Okay. That's pretty cool. So you're, you're, you're hoping to see and probably have already been seeing like some of the numbers that should be lower come down yeah. through uh, yeah. this wellness journey. And so you're continuing on that and trying yeah. to optimize your energy. Very cool. Yeah. Now, yeah, now what about somebody uh, like maybe a Christian leader that is not really hasn't really done the physical wellness journey too well so far maybe they focus more on spiritual or emotional whatever something else what would you say to people in that category they even just get started what what should they start on yeah yeah and i i recognize that there are a number of people that will never want to um or really should they get into heavy heavy squats and deadlifts and Mm -hmm. it's I get that that's not going to be everybody's cup of tea. I think a big thing is you need to understand what you're putting in your mouth, mm-hmm. the, the calories. Yeah. Yep. Because people think, you know, how could I put on 10 pounds a year, you know, or five pounds a year? 
um, how can I be 35 pounds overweight? And you're like, it's not, it's not complicated. It's not hard. It's not like you've binged every night. I know that it's, yeah. it's a tablespoon of peanut butter worth of mm -hmm. calories more than you're uh, burning each day. But you compound that over 365 mm -hmm. days a year. Yep. It's going to add up to be about 10 pounds of, of body fat. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's those little changes. Mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, I think everybody should be getting blood work done as often as they can convince their doctor to do it mm -hmm. um, and to keep records of it Yeah, and to look at it and say, is anything out of range? Is anything at the top of the range? Like, especially into your lipids, cholesterols and so forth. Um, and so I would say to somebody who's brand new to all of this, um, my encouragement would be move your body mm -hmm. and be very conscious of what you're consuming as far as calories. Um, yeah. Because if you want to, if you want to, you know, cut down on, on weight, you, you have to either move more or eat less or a combination of the two mm -hmm. and, uh, and go for it. So if you like walking, walk, if you like cycling, cycle, if you like tandem biking, you can risk the social ostracization of being <laughs> on a tandem bike, I guess, and go and go and do your tandem bikes. But that's so exactly. funny. We have a couple from our church that live not too far from the church, and they've got their tandem yeah, bike. We see them going oh, by. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They go well, by I'm on just... their tandem bike while I'm on the church lawn doing my DDP yoga. Yeah, you know? we're, we're <laughs> out there in all kinds of ways. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> just chewing on granola in your birthday socks, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, Devin, we really, really, man, I really enjoyed this conversation with you, and and I just thank you so much for 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 coming on the podcast here and just chatting with us a little bit about your journey. Uh, any kind of closing thought that you you just had this burning desire to share with people about your your wellness journey that we didn't cover? Yeah. No, I think um, I would say you know focus on sleep. There's certain sleep habits that you should really avoid, mm. um, negative ones of you know light exposure and so forth before bed and screens and whatnot. Yeah, but um, I would just encourage anyone, regardless of your age, your mm. your health, there are steps that you can take in this realm that will significantly improve your life. Yeah. And obviously, talk to your doctor, talk to your you know your your physical therapist if you have one. You know, be reasonable mm -hmm. in your approach, but it's never too late. And it's fascinating what happens with a little bit of determination and discipline and a mm. little bit of knowledge come yeah. together and people begin to make those changes. And so find some success stories, find some accountability and know that you're, you're not an outlier that mm. somehow these things will never work. Mm -hmm. Right. If you haven't had success before, then it's possible that you are operating on a faulty knowledge base. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, evaluate that knowledge because the human body works how the human body works. Right. It's not like I run on calories <laughs> and, you know, this person runs on sunlight and this person runs on the air that they breathe. And then this person right. runs on gasoline. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The human body does what the human body does. And so the health approaches are, are often very similar. Mm -hmm. So anyone can make an improvement, significant improvement on their health. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think I'm going to hang on to that when you talked about the knowledge side of things, because it, and you talked about when you're really convinced that this knowledge is right and true then you're going to be able more able to do the things that are going to get you there. So I yeah. really appreciate that and appreciate your time. And oh, I didn't know, I didn't know that your wife Heather was doing it all too. It would have been awesome to have had the both of you on together. So maybe in a future. Thought. 
Jeff, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll do that podcast. again in the next one. We'll bring you guys back and you right. share your journey together. That would be awesome. Right. She can maybe maybe she can squat me on camera or something. <laughs> we well, if only we were doing the filmed version. So yeah. we'll have to do a, a special like we're yeah. filming it during our time together, but it's only an audio podcast. So you'd have to okay. really describe it well. Right now, I'm in the air. She's holding me up. So really, do the talk around it, and yeah. that would be perfect. Uh, oh, it's terrific. <laughs> terrific. And thank you guys for what you're doing. And uh, it's been great, man, Kevin, to see your journey through this mm-hmm. and the way – and I, I give you um, kudos for the way that you post about your fitness journey. It has never, to me, come off in a self-promoting way. Oh, I hope. That's my biggest those, fear. That's my biggest fear. We, <laughs> we all have those friends on Facebook, and you're like, dude, like, you're 40 years old. Why are you posting – Like, yeah, put your, your shirt back like, on. <laughs> You're, you're not 14 years old. You know what I mean? Like have some self-respect and be secure in your identity in Christ. You don't need to post that stuff. Exactly. But, uh, but I, I give you kudos for that, man. So this has been great. I appreciate your time and Godspeed and God bless you and what you're doing. Great. Well, thank you, you so much. as well to you. both you and Heather and to the kids. Man, I just love talking to this guy. I could talk to this guy for hours every day about this stuff. <laughs> we just, this was like just tip of the iceberg. Super interesting. Like, I have used my freezer for a lot of things. I know, exactly. But never to get into well, now, the freezer. Now I want to find a secondhand <laughs> freezer on like Facebook Marketplace to see. No, you know, no, that's if I why can... we have our fancy clawfoot tub in I our know, yard. But you can't keep ice water in that all week that's long. True. So well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think Devin just opened up a whole big can of worms for us. I know. I, I'm going to have to get some of those books that he recommended and uh, just keep going on my journey. So. But super cool, all the ways that he's been working at his uh, health mm-hmm. and well-being. His wife, Heather, we, we said yeah. we need to have Heather on sometime Absolutely, because yeah. it sounds like she has been through such an amazing journey as well. And uh, that's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, it's very, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of similar too. like, I'm not as involved in the daily exercise as you are, but, mm -hmm. you know, like it it really makes and has that impact and effect in your family when you do something and it's good for you and others are seeing it. It catches on. It really does. Mm -hmm. It really does. Right. Again, that ripple effect of Mm -hmm. a blessing. Right. When you're blessed and then you just ripple effect that everywhere Mm -hmm. that you go. So that's so cool. Yeah. So again, thank you so much for joining us here at the Revitalized Podcast. It really means a lot to us, uh, especially when you share and when you comment and when you like on your uh, favorite mm-hmm. social media uh, platforms and uh, your favorite podcast listening software. We think this is helpful material, especially with the people that we've been yep. interviewing. Mm-hmm. And if you think it's helpful, please get it out there. Exactly. Yeah. We yeah. would really, really appreciate yeah. that. I think the algorithm is finally just starting to pick us up. So hopefully that. <laughs> <laughs> you sharing it will help more and more, uh, you know, Christian leaders and, and people just, you know, um, you know, the faith-based community, you know, get rid of some of those stigmas that we have in the mm-hmm. church when it comes to these topics of wellness and, and how we can spur one another on to just, you know, really just seeing God do immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine through Amen his power that. at work in our lives. Mm-hmm. So until next week, God bless you. And we look forward to seeing you back here again. For sure. God bless. Thanks again. You've been listening to the Revitalized Podcast. Thanks for joining us. If you found this content helpful, please consider subscribing, sharing on social media, and leaving a review. This helps us to help even more people. Join us next time for more insights on emotional, spiritual, and physical wellness in your leadership.